Welcome to Davos in the Desert. My name is David Wanatik. Uh, this is part of our Israeli Technology Conference and the company that we're gonna learn about today is Nanosent. And here to educate us a little bit on Nanosent is Oren Gabrielli, uh, the company's Chief Executive Officer. So Oren, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. Glad to so, be here. Great, so just take two or three minutes and sort of introduce us to Nanosent. Yeah, so um, Nanocent, uh, we're a company that is uh, based in Israel. We sit in the northern part of Israel, close to uh, Haifa, where uh, our core focus is uh, building uh, sensing solutions for, for gas phase and, and focused mostly on energy uh, markets, but we also do other things. Okay. Um, so... Maybe tell us a little bit about what the product is. Um, you know, yeah. Who who buys the product? Well, you know, um, um, people who want to see things that are unseen buy the product. They're basically, when you're looking at gases, you know, when we're looking at color, we can see and observe colors, different colors, different shades. But when we're looking at gases, it's very hard to see them. And if you're having a, a need to do some quality control, for example, for a process in in a energy plant, um, like if you're managing electrolyzers where it should manufacture hydrogen, you want to make sure that there aren't any residues of uh, uh, moisture or residues of oxygen inside. And, and to see them is very challenging. When I'm saying seeing, to sense them is very challenging. So Nanosense developed this uh, chip, this kind of the size of the chip uh, solution uh, where we uh, can uh, uh, provide that information and that data. So now the uh, operators of such plants, such electrolyzers can actually observe, can actually see, can monitor the quality and improve their production capabilities based on that. So um, does that chip go into a, a handheld device or is it, does it go on the ceilings or the walls or in computers? Now, so how does a technician in a factory that maybe produces hydrogen um, or some other chemical, how do they actually you know, deploy the chips? So, so the chip uh, is integrated into a, the chip is like a small sensing unit and it's integrated into a larger uh, box where um, uh, this box, we call it uh, VOCID or volatile organic compound identification. And in this example we gave for um, uh, the gas analysis for electrolyzers, it would be um, um, to confirm the H2, the hydrogen quality. It integrates um, into a larger system where we provide a thermal control, where we provide pneumatic control. We have also a processing unit. Um, the, the chip that I showed is just the core of the sensing. This is just the core of the sensing, but there's a lot of algorithmics and processing beyond that. The way that it comes, it comes um, in um, a small box, I'd say this size, uh, which uh, connects uh, directly in line. Our goal is to be in line um, because what we want to do is provide more information for the people who operate things that are continuous. So if you have more information, you can improve your process. You can start build like what people now are calling AI, right? But in order to get AI, you need to have some signals in. And we provide those signals in into these processes. Okay. Um, so what's the distance that signals can travel like from the hydrogen you're trying to monitor to the box that has the chip? Yes, so it, it basically connects in line into whatever line. So we take an exhaust out of whatever we're producing and connect it into the box. Okay. And then uh, the box transmits. Uh, we have a protocol over IP that we work with now, so it can transmit to anywhere in the world. 
Uh, but we're also working on a model where we have what's a protocol that's an analog protocol. It's called uh, 420 milliampere. So that's more of an industrial um, um, uh, protocol for communication. But generally, we can communicate to any place in the world. So do you use this for um, water um, treatment, like the pipes under the ground that deliver water? Uh, would that yeah. be a possible application? Well, potentially in the future, but I think our focus at present time is more on the hydrogen production. So hydrogen, when we're looking at the growing market, we have our first product, which we actually sold. Our, we're a startup. I don't know if I mentioned we're in the beginning of our phase. We have 13 people. We have PhDs. We have labs here to produce and manufacture. We've developed it for the past six years. We can talk about that. But we we sold our first product to not too far from where you're at, uh, California, um, this month, last month. Sorry, that's our first product that we launched to the market. And the, the focus at present time are manufacturers that are producing hydrogen via a process that is called electrolyzer or electrolysis. This is a growing market. Um, our future products include pipeline of uh, natural gas. So that's later on in 25. So is the impetus for the customers to, to buy your chips, um, is it to monitor the quality of, of hydrogen or natural gas or to detect risks of uh, explosions? Um, or corrosion of pipes? Yeah, M mainly it's um, um, quality of hydrogen. Quality of hydrogen, uh, specifically when you're looking at hydrogen, um, it impacts the price of um, energy you need to put in. Because if, if, for example, you have too much moisture in the hydrogen, then you need to dry it. And if you're drying, you're putting in more energy. And the whole game here, when you're, when you're trying to calculate, is the hydrogen a valuable asset, right, to produce? If it's a dollar, as you know, Biden administration wants it, or if it's still four dollars, and these every small uh, energy impact you put in is critical towards that price. So using nanosense technology, you can have a better ability to improve your um, your energy uh, process and, and reduce the overall cost. So we're talking about quality, but with a goal to improve the uh, cost of the uh, hydrogen. So could one, um, is there a, a monitor that has a reading of all the different sensors um, or is it an app that one can look at on their phone to see yeah. what's going on? Yeah, so we have a monitor uh, where you can read the different senses and the monitor transmits also uh, to a web browser. So we can, uh, um, it's via cloud, but you can also, you can have it locally or you can have it remotely and operate it remotely or op operate the system. And I think that's a big change also in what the industry, where the industry is headed. So for, for a while, I'd say for, for the past, traditionally, this industry, uh, energy industry in, in general, we're working with different energy sector energies are more about alert and more about just knowing if something is wrong or good. And they're transitioning now into having more data to have it more predictive. And I think this is where Nanosynth also falls in, 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 into the market. There's a good fit there because we provide much more data for the people who operate it to have a better ability to predict what's going good, what's going bad, uh, what the quality would be at the end, where they can be more efficient. And it becomes more of a data, uh, data play. A lot of this push, by the way, is coming from customer from uh, manufacturers in the U.S. Uh, less in Europe. Europe is already established in many ways. In the U.S., companies coming from California, where there's a large push for this kind of green tech, is coming with the, I'd say, discipline of uh, data, of, uh, of of looking at data, which is is new. And, and Nanosynth is serving that market very well. 
Um, so would your sensors be appropriate for monitoring things like jet fuel and just like regular chemicals that are produced? So, so yes, uh, the sensors could be used for different things. We need to though consider uh, that every time we want to move from one uh, media to another media, it's a development cycle. So our focus at present time is monitoring what we call, like I mentioned oxygen, I mentioned uh, moisture in a background that has a hydrogen background. So you have like a large reservoir or a stream of hydrogen and in it, we're looking at different contaminants. If we were to move, for example, to natural gas, that's our next step, our next product in, we're looking at the quality of natural gas. So you're looking at sulfurs, different uh, sulfurs in natural gas. Each change like this is a development cycle of also simulating this environment. It's very complicated to simulate this environment. We have a lot of instruments and, and technology in our labs to simulate such environment. It also is challenging. You need to train algorithms for it. And beyond, uh, beyond that, you need to choose and select the right sensors for this environment, for sensing the targets you're looking for and for sensing the environment. So definitely we'd be open to uh, sense jet fuels if it helps, um, but this would be a development cycle. Uh-huh. And um, with, with hydrogen, um, what are the big end markets for hydrogen? What's driving demand for hydrogen? And how feasible do you think it is that cars, uh, more cars will be fueled with hydrogen? Hmm. So, so what's driving demand for hydrogen now is, is this kind of, I mean, uh, 2030 uh, a goal where everybody wants to reduce uh, emissions. I think uh, it has been going pretty steadily in Japan um, and Europe. For the past, you know, five, six years or more, more uh, gas stations that are opening up in uh, Europe, they actually have a legislation in Europe for um, having uh, having a, a hydrogen station every 200 kilometers in the end point of every city. But what's really driving it now is the U.S. Uh, the Biden administration, the Green Bill, offered $8 billion of, um, of pushing for hubs, has a uh, tax rebate um, to reduce the price of hydrogen per production per kilo. kilo kilogram. So that's what's driving it at present time. Um, I think there's a hope that once the infrastructure is big enough, um, once the, then then like cars would come. Um, and that's kind of the concept there. I don't know. You know, you have the globes behind you. Maybe you have a better, uh, like the crystal ball. I don't know where the hydrogen market is going. I What I do know is that the size that it's at now is sufficient to bring nanos into profitability. And that's my goal with this market. It's the first product. It's a really relatively, I'd say uh, we have a differentiator. We have great gross profits over it. Um, you know, and and um, my goal is just to drive it, to use this market to drive for profitability. If it grows, you know, hey, that's great. That's a huge upside for Nanosyn. But also, if not, uh, we're already working, I mean, on the next phase product in the uh, natural gas where there, there's, we're talking just of, even if we're looking at one country in Europe, which we're now working with a large in a, um, a large uh, energy company, each country like this has thousands and thousands of uh, points of detection uh, um, that are needed. So so that's a more established market, which we're headed towards. So, I don't know if that answers your questions about cars, but I, yeah. I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, are you open to sponsored research? So um, you know, if a company came to you tomorrow and said, uh, I'm really interested in jet fuel, I'm in the jet fuel business, I'll pay you to do research and figure out the algorithms to you know, sense uh, irregularities with jet fuel, would you 
you know, would you accept the sponsored research and, you know, take on those projects or would it have to be congruent with your business plan? Yeah, I mean, um, so, so Nanocent has, uh, would generally, I mean, be open uh, to uh, sponsored research, uh, which fit our business plan. Um, but with that said, I mean, we're like, you know, we're, we're a growing company. Um, I, when I, I mean, the business plan is very clear what our first product and second product is, but we're already now, I can give you, I can't disclose what the name is, but we're working with an American company about our third product line, which is like talking three, four years ahead, which is a sponsored uh, research uh, uh, project. Uh, but it, it does fit in within our general category of energy. So I, I you know, we get demand for different things out, outside of this uh, category. Um, we've we've done work in the past outside of that category. You can see in our background, we've done in biology some work, but uh, the company is pretty focused and determined to focus on the energy. Within the energy sector, within providing help, you know, to climate reduction, pollution reduction, there are a lot of things to go in it. Jet fuel, for example, would be a good example. Okay. Um, so, and so that would... Okay, and then is your revenue model, um, you know, you sell those those sensors, um, do you get a recurring royalty for processing the data and displaying the, the data? Yeah, so, so it's a, so I, I just showed a sensor so you get a hang of the technology, but it's actually we're selling a system. It's a gas analysis system, uh, which provides data, and we have a one-time fee for installation. And then we have a recurring model for also replenishing some of the elements that need replenishment and also for uh, updating the data and providing the data services. And um, are the installers uh, all employees or do you outsource the installation to independent contractors? Well, at present time, um, uh, Nanocent employees are taking the uh, forefront of uh, installing, but we're already in discussion with larger companies who can be integrators. This is not, Nanocent's desire is to continue focusing on what we know to do very good, and which is um, development of product in the gas analysis system, very complicated systems. We know how to do very, very innovative things around that. And we do it well, very well, I'd say. Um, okay. But other people can help with the installation and uh, placement, and you know, there's enough room for everyone to make a margin. Right, and then you know, similar to that, are you um, are you using distributors to help you find new customers, or is that all internal sales efforts? Used At to... present time, we do most of the efforts internal sales. We we find that the direct co uh, contact with the customers is is uh, very very um, rewarding. We have uh, advanced our product much much greater and faster just by working directly with our customers at present time. Okay. Is there anything you want to say about any incidents of false positives or false negatives that you have with the sensors? Hmm. Do I want to say? Yeah. I mean, is there any I calibration? Think, uh... Is there like a, is there a period of time where you install the sensors and it's sort of, like in a trial mode first to calibrate or do things usually work, you know, right, right off the bat. So, so we offer our customers um, a trial period, a, a short trial period of uh, several weeks. Uh, you know, this is our approach is we're, we're very proud and we're, we're very, I mean, uh, confident about what we're doing, but still it's a new system to the market. And it's also a kind of a new approach. Um, our approach is, Unlike, I'd say, traditional approach, which is very, very exact, very, very, I mean, uh, correct or, or not correct at all, we're kind of in the middle. If you're um, just to give it frames, um, 
traditionally is used at GCMS, which is a gas chrome mass spectroscopy, and it provides a resolution of one parts per billion, which is amazing, but you need a PhD to operate it. And, and we use it, it's great. And what we want to offer is something that is more continuous. So you have other products which are giving, I gave a range of one part per billion, that's a GC. But then you have like another range, which is in thousands of parts per million, which is way, way bigger, which is these, a lot of sensors. We're somewhere in, I'd say closer to the edge of the billions. We're in the PPB parts per million range, but in the single digits. And our accuracy is plus minus on our first product. Our first product would detect a, a moisture at two parts per million at an accuracy of plus minus one part per million. And this is pretty amazing. Just to give perspective, I mean, when we're talking about moisture in a room, so 1% of uh, relative humidity, we have 40%. Maybe, maybe in uh, Arizona, we have 20%. But generally, I mean, we have higher humidity, 1% is 10,000 parts per million. So we're, we're talking about a very, very small, you wouldn't notice it, amount. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because uh, this is a very advanced technology or a very sensitive and reliable, I mean, uh, technology we've developed here. And we, we do thousands and thousands of tests before we release it to the market. Part of the, the pride Donaldson takes is the ability to create and simulate these tests. It's very hard to simulate these tests even. After you finish development, you just start testing. And that's where you really start. Um, and we, we, we take a lot of pride at that and, and the accuracy and the reliability, I mean, that Nanosync puts into this is a lot of pride for the company. Are a lot of the research expenditures behind you in terms of equipment? You know, have you already invested the money in equipment and now, you know, it's less, less capital intensive to maintain research? Yeah, so the company raised a total of $20 million and invested uh, $20 million, uh, tw 10 of them from um, um, strategic investors, mainly Sumitomo Chemicals is an investor, and $10 million from grants from the Israel Innovation Authority and from the European uh, um, Innovation uh, Authority. And we invested a lot in capital. We have a lot in capital, I mean, that we've invested um, both in patents, I mean, that we've obtained through this capital investment, 17 patents we have. Um, and I, I hope, I mean, a lot of it's behind. I know there's always, as you scale up more uh, investment in capital, but but the plan now calls more more for, uh, I'd say, productization uh, R&D, less uh, research, less R&D, and, and sales and uh, marketing efforts. So that's the plan moving forward. The 17 patents, are they 17 patent families or um, 17 patents all over the world? So 17 patents all over the world, six six or seven patent families. Okay. Um, good. Um, so it's it's impressive that you're already profitable. Um, I, I did not say, I may have missed, oh, so sorry, we're not okay. profitable. This, okay. the, what I was saying is that the hydrogen market didn't lead us towards profitability. Okay. So I don't need to look at, because your question was the like about, or people ask me, I don't know if you're, if the market is going to grow big or not. And from my perspective, it doesn't matter because I have enough market share to generate profitability in the next couple of years in this hydrogen market. Okay, I got you. All right. Um, do you want to say anything about your revenues or is that proprietary? Well, I wish I could, but I can say about my spend. You know, we spend about $2 million a year, which is, a, you know, it's it, you asked about the capital and a, we used to spend much more. So that's a decrease. That's a good shrink we've done. And I believe with $2 million a year, um, you know, we, we, if our goal for next year, I mean, is, isn't 
is to add uh, two handfuls of customers. And for the following year, I mean, uh, to do more. But even with two handful of customers, we, we cover a large portion of our revenue, of our expenses. So I don't think we'll be profitable next year, but the following year, I believe we'll be able to be profitable. And it's important to keep our spend down for that. So it doesn't seem like you need to do any capital raises in the future? No, we do need to do capital. We are doing a capital raise. I oh. mean, I think um, in order to fund ourselves throughout next year and the following year, we need to do a capital raise just to be on the secure side and also to invest in the growth. I mean, there is further growth. So we are doing a capital raise now. Um, we're, we have also, um, um, it's an open round. I mean, we plan to raise about $8 million um, so next in Q1. And we have backing from the European Union. So the European Union is a follower into this round. So whatever dollar, whoever wants to invest a dollar, we get a, another dollar from the European Union um, as a match into this round. So wow, that's really good. That's uh, could be a lot of uh, non-dilutive capital. It is dilutive, but they're a good shareholder. So it's dilutive. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not a grant. No, it's okay. not a grant. We okay. we were okay. we were awarded a grant as part of the grant. It's called blended finance. They also offered us uh, like this backing to follow. So it's it's attractive in the sense that whoever wants to take a risk, like in this series uh, of funding, can take a little bit less of a risk as an investor because the European Union is joining that risk. So that's right. a concept there. Right. But I, I believe that nine million of the near, nearly twenty million you raised was in the grant. Yes, uh, okay. we, we did in the past raise grants. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, still good. get grants. We get now the Israeli uh, Innovation Authority is is uh, very supportive of NanoSense. Okay, good. Um, all right, maybe last question. You want to say anything about your colleagues, your your management team? Yeah, I'd love to say that's a great question. Probably that's the first thing I wanted to say, but. <laughs> Save the best for last. Okay. Save the best for last. No, we're very, very fortunate to have, um, I mean, first of all, it's a brilliant team. I have uh, on, I, on our team, we have now a total of 15 employees, um, all of them engineers. And we have um, four PhDs in different disciplines, uh, chemistry and um, algorithms, physics, um, material sciences. So we have really smart people that are working together and they're working in good harmony together. I think that's important for like this multi-discipline diversity. I think the way we created our core competencies is just by this diverse uh, um, collaboration together. And these times, I mean, we, we also employ um, um, Arab Israelis um, in the company. And I think um, the fact that we've been always employing, you know, we're in the north of Israel. So you have Arab Israelis also part of the development team. And these times um, have demonstrated the power of um i'd say um it's it's you know it's it's putting um it's challenging in these times specifically these times to have uh, this type of combination but personally it's my belief um that this is a way uh, to to move ahead is through business uh, it doesn't mean you know we don't need to be strong with our um military but that's not my role my role is to uh do other things and and I'm very fortunate that we're able to create this uh, hub of uh, ecosystem of people. Um, a lot of it has to do also, we have a, a lot of women employee um, in our management. Half of our management are women, which I think contributes to compassion. So not that we men do not contribute, don't get me wrong, but statistically right. they're more uh, prone. Good, good. Um, maybe this final question, where, geographically, where are you more dedicated? Is it the United States or in the Sumitomo, I believe, is an investor? So is it 
in Japan or where, where, where's your focus geographically? U.S. So our focus is U.S. I mean, we're, uh, we have our first, I mean, uh, customer in the U.S. Um, and our focus is the U.S. market. It's a growing market in, hy in hydrogen. Our second uh, market would be in the European market, which is already existing. And also we're already working with the natural gas. But those are our focus markets. Uh, the Japanese is a more longer term strategic uh, partner for production and potentially for distribution in their markets. But our focus is uh, U.S. That's what I understand is the U.S. market. Um, I mean, I, I used to manage a business in the U.S., so it's uh, my understanding and it's, it's a better market. And... Great. Well, uh, Oren, thank you very much for introducing us to NanoSense. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me and uh, for uh, doing this podcast. And um, and just as a general statement, I mean, we're open. If anyone has questions, uh, feel free to reach out and uh, we're uh, um, open to uh, discuss uh, also potential partnership opportunities with U.S. companies uh, for distribution or for customers who want to purchase and also investment opportunities. So thank you very much. You're welcome.